classes in session for the black and nerdy. Welcome to the Blurred Alliance University. Let's go. Blurred professors. J-Rock. McFly Smith. What's happening, bro? It's the holiday season. I mean, you know, we're we going to get into a little bit of that later. But of course, we got to go through the order of things because this is our classroom. So what happened was uh, over this past week, not much got announced, fam. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I Spider-Man's out right now. I was about to say, <laughs> nobody wanted to compete with Spider-Man. No, no, no. There's no point because you're not winning. Like, Never. They're making too much money already. Bruh, it already broke what? Um, it didn't break the record, but it's in like third place for yeah, the it, highest previews. It hit 50 million, I think, for opening day. Yeah. Something like that. It was. I think it's only behind Endgame and yeah. Force Awakens. Yeah. Like, and we're in a pandemic. Right. Imagine if we weren't. <laughs> oh my god, right. it's just crazy. But yeah, we'll we'll definitely get into that a little bit later. But some other entertainment news, some TV shows, some movies, some things got announced. So Kingsman three has been confirmed. You know, they're coming out with a prequel. But now, after that prequel, they're gonna conclude Exe's story. Um. I don't know. If, I don't know if we needed this to be honest. How you feel about it? I mean, not really. No, we didn't. We definitely did not. Because <laughs> um, the first one, you know, he was really young in the first one. Facts. He still had a thin face. Second one, his face was fat. <laughs> bro, what? His face was fat, bro. Aged dramatically, and no one was talking not, about it. It wasn't dramatic, bro. My nigga looked like forty five and smoked it's a couple packs, bro. It's because he was getting that money, nigga. whatever, nigga. He looked old as shit in the second bro. one. Old as shit. You really trying to play my nigga to wrong, fam? I'm just being honest. He did. He looked a little too old coming from the first one to that, and it wasn't a short amount of time. It was like a year or two. Yeah, and my man's face was bloated in that. All right. So, that's all I'm saying. So, the third one, Lord knows what he's going to look like. <laughs> like I said, he was getting to the back. Because, remember, after Kingsman, they had him in, like, a few. They had him in Sing. They had him in that one skier movie with Hugh Jackman. I don't even remember what. It's like Eddie the Eagle or something. Like oh, that. I did watch Bruh, that. They were pushing him for a minute. So, with the bag comes eating. Let's <laughs> stop acting like Eddie the Eagle was a bag. He probably got, like, 20 cents for that movie. <laughs> because <laughs> didn't nobody see that shit but me Bruh, i'm not saying that each, i'm not saying that each one was a good bag i'm saying he was getting pushed a little bit more so he had different projects and then he landed rocket man after that nah it was uh robin oh i forgot he did robin hood with jamie fox huh damn that movie sucked <laughs> oh, shit. Exactly. Yeah, so I'm not too confident in this Kingsman 3. I mean, it, I don't think it's needed. They went back and did a prequel that's dropping this week. And yeah. it's just like, y'all are like, I understand. Again, get the back. People like Kingsman, they're going to watch it. But I don't know if it's really going to be that good. Uh, like, it's probably not. I mean, the second one, obviously, it was too popular, yeah. which is why they added all those people in there, like Halle Berry and Channing Tatum. And Bruh, they had hella people so in there. So unnecessary. It lost that original feel that we got from the first one. Yeah, because so, the first one, at that time, the Kingsman property was unknown. Like, right. we didn't really know anything about it. I remember working at the theater, mm -hmm. and they put up the stanchion just with the K, and it said Kingsman. It's just like, yeah. I have no idea yeah. what this is. No one even knew who he was either, Taryn. Yeah. My man was unknown. He was. So, yeah. So, yeah. This isn't needed, really. But I'm, I'll probably still watch it. Yeah, just because I like Taryn. Of course. We still don't support it. Because he's a dope actor. Like, don't get me wrong. Some of his movies have been bad. But he he's a dope actor to me. He only got five, so that's all of them except for one. What you mean? Two, maybe. Yeah, two. The first Kingsman and, and Rocket, Rocket Man. Man. That's a are damn solid as hell. Shame. <laughs> it's a shame. The Rocket Man's top tier. You already know how we feel about. I know Rocket Man's top tier. I'm just saying. Actually, I'll give him Sing two. I'll give him Sing one. Oh, the first. Yeah, scene. the first thing. Yeah, I'll give him that too. We talked about that. The first scene was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So okay, three out of his five movie filmography. <laughs> Hey, that's to be in some places, <laughs> hey, baby. And he can sing, bro. Bro's talented. I'm not even gonna lie. He can't sing. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see what happens when that when that drops. They haven't given it a release date or anything. But you know, we'll we'll see. <laughs> 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 Moving on to some Disney Plus news, they actually confirmed that a Zorro TV series is in the works. Did you like Zorro growing up? Did I? I think I did, but. 
I've been on this weird, like, 90s, 2000s, 80s kick lately. Well, you really have, bro. You've been I in really your have. old bag. I've been in the old bag like, like no other. Because, <laughs> bro, it's like, I couldn't remember if I liked most of the shit. Because we were kids <laughs> watching this shit. Right. And you just hear that things are classic. Yeah. And they're supposed to be yeah. like, so. And they all suck. Like, <laughs> They're all not that good. Like, these are all lies, wait, bro. Wait, wait, Hold on. You got to tell us what you've been watching, though. No, I, I can't. I can't even think about all that. But, like, lately, there's some that are good, some that are not. Okay. But I recently watched Zorro. I'm not going to act like it's, like, bad. It's good. It's Antonio Benderes, you know. Yeah. That's my guy, Spy Kids or whatever. Of course. So it is what it is. I'm not going to knock it because it's, it's different than you know what i thought it actually was yeah but yeah it's all right it's cool i guess but i don't need a series of it yeah I, this came out of nowhere really i didn't really hear any rumblings about a zorro tv show or anything yeah. that was being produced um like you said the zorro movie it's not bad yeah. i i enjoy it like you said antonio banderas we rock with him spy kids on the animated side film you put some boots but bruh don't look like that Puss and Boots is solid. Shrek 2 is one of the best animated movies of all time. I'm not having this conversation with you. <laughs> man said Puss and Boots. Whatever, fam. <laughs> I don't need this from you. Anyways. But yeah, we rock with him. Hopefully he has something to do with it. I hope they like bring him back. Maybe not as a main character, but maybe a cameo. One of the episodes or something. Well, I mean, in the original one, they had him, like, how he became Zoro is mm-hmm. through someone else. So maybe they'll do it like that. Yeah. That would be cool, but like I said, it came out of left field. Yeah. Um, I really don't know what to think about it. Like I said, I enjoyed the movie. Maybe it'll be cool bringing it to, to a modern audience, but we talked about remakes and reboots before, yeah. fam. Like, yeah. Hollywood is, is really out of ideas at this point, and they're just looking for that next property that they can build off of because they see franchises are getting the most money, they're getting the most press, most hype. Yeah. So... I, People aren't really taking chances anymore. Yeah, I and, mean, and also, we're in a TV show generation. Like, a lot of people are just sitting at home and binging shows. So, this is honestly the easiest way to connect with people, get more, you know, numbers and streaming and all that. So, I'm honestly not even surprised at this point. Yeah. So, we'll see what happens. Uh, I think it's cool to have a Mexican show, at least. Because, I mean, uh, a lot of the diversity and... And things of that nature has been lacking as of late, I feel like. Yeah. Especially in the yeah. TV kind of show atmosphere. Um, especially for, for the Latin community. Like, Latinas, Latinos, they don't really have a lot. Yeah. So, it's cool to see them getting this as well. Um, so, again, we'll see what happens with Disney Plus and, and how they go about that. But um, speaking, again, about movies a little bit, the National Film Registry added a few movies over the past week. Um, I know they added Nightmare on Elm Street, The Fellowship of the Ring, The Return of the Jedi, Selena, and Wally. Any of those you feel like shouldn't be there? <laughs> Clearly it's Wally. <laughs> Obviously it's Wally. I don't know anybody on this planet that actually says they like Wally. But if you do, I'm not gonna knock you like I did the Matrix. Because obviously there was a little little moment I had. Bruh. But. Bruh. Wally, no. Wally's just not good. It wasn't good to me. I think maybe they sold it the wrong way because I thought it was going to be something completely different as a kid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. That I don't know why that's in there. Yeah, I agree. I really don't like Wally. Anytime I talk to people about Pixar movies and things like that, or even if you just look at rankings online or on videos, Wally is always super high. And I have no idea why. I, I don't know. I really don't even remember that movie being as popular as they make it seem. Right. When it came out, I didn't even feel like people were talking about it like mm-hmm. that either. Dang. And it's just, I, there's nothing about it that appeals to me. Like, a robot with a cockroach falls in love with another robot, and they travel to space where everyone's obese. And then it's like, <laughs> it's just like don't eat so much and stop polluting the planet. And that's essentially the whole movie in a nutshell. And here we are, still doing that. Still so doing it. Clearly that movie had no impact on anybody. <laughs> like, I, I'm i not rocking with Wally like that. But everything else on the list, I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street is an iconic horror movie. Changed the genre, or at least revitalized it. Fellowship of the Ring, the first movie in a flawless trilogy. Return of the Jedi, the last movie in a pretty much flawless trilogy. 
And then Selena was just iconic with with how <laughs> wait, what's that face? J Lo was looking so good. <laughs> J Lo was looking so good. That was pride, J Lo. She too, was. Boy. She was, and she did her thing in that role. Like we can say a lot about J Lo's filmography and and some of the movies that she's been in and some of her acting, but Selena, I mean, she she went into that role with the utmost respect, yeah. put in the work. And it shows on film. Like, that movie, again, is iconic. Yep. And it's legendary. It's a legendary performance. So all the other movies, I, I, I definitely see why. And I guess you can make a case for Wally with its messaging and its themes. Right. But like you said, one, we're still doing the same shit. Like, clearly it didn't change. <laughs> it didn't change anyone. And and two, like, the performances in Wally, like, all he said was Wally and Eva and the cockroach just couldn't die and i don't know honestly i have no recollection of that movie whatsoever i don't know man like again everything else i i completely see it 100 percent. it should it should be immortalized all those other movies should be in there they should be held in a very high regard but i mean wally is just i feel like that was just a throw in because they had to put in an animated film even though there are plenty of animated films I could probably see being put in there over Wally. We'd have to look to see what they even have. Maybe I, Wally's their last resort. <laughs> bro, because I'm sure they have like Toy Story and stuff in there. No know? question. So, like you said, we have to see what they have in there, but I'm, I'm not feeling Wally. No, not at all. Um, but going back to your 80s kick a little bit, Disney Plus also has another series. It's going to be a Goonies inspired series called Our Time. It's about a high school teacher helping students recreate the Goonies shot for shot. I know you do, you do over here dancing about it already. I love the Goonies. <laughs> like, I love the Goonies. <laughs> like, I've probably watched that shit, like, repeatedly still. It's on HBO Max right now, and I rewatch <laughs> it. I just love the Goonies. It's a really fun, loving, 80, dorky-ass movie, and I enjoy every bit of it. I even have the Funko Pops. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're a real fan, bro. You're a real fan. I'm a real man. I really rock with it, bro. I don't know, just about that movie when I was a kid. It was just one of my favorites. It's real nostalgic to me. So honestly, hopefully they do this right. Hopefully they bring in some old cast members. I'm with it. Yeah. So honestly, I feel like this is what we talk about. It's not necessarily a reboot or a remake. Right. You feel me? It still it still has a, a former property like the Goonies. It's already established. It's it's beloved. Whatever the case may be. But it's doing something different with it. Yeah. You know, it's not just like, oh, we're... Like, they could have gone the route of these kids are literally the next generation right. of Goonies. Right? And it would have been the same exact shit. But now it's coming from it almost from an artistic perspective where the kids want to recreate the movie and all the hijinks that ensue with them trying to recreate the movie in modern modern times. And it's not necessarily just the movie. The high school teacher is helping them and things like that. So I like this. Like, I'm excited for it. I like the Goonies, too. So I'm excited that they're not just recreating or, or rebooting it for a modern audience. You know I'm I mean? excited that you're excited, brother. <laughs> I'm excited that you are excited, brother. Because I'm excited. you excited. This is going to be great then. The Lord right. is going to take over. Bruh, Heaven sent has spoken. I swear, it's going to be like... It feels like the vibes when they did the new edition story Bruh. on BT, and we was we was oh rushing god. home to watch it. Together. Oh my god! Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> that is so underrated too, bro. People don't know enough about it for me. New edition was dope. That was a dope Bruh, year. That's the best BET production I've ever seen in my oh life. Oh my goodness! They really set the bag on that, bro. Oh my the god! The bar is high. Like, especially for a TV biopic. Right. Like, imagine if they had a real budget, fam, and they actually, like, were able to make a movie. Like, I ain't gonna lie. Like, when that shit's on, I have to watch it. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I have to. There's nothing else I will do with my day unless I watch that movie. Facts. Like. TV show. Yeah. Because, I mean, it was just amazing. And I I feel like, now we're going off on a tangent, but anyways, I feel like that's what happens when the people are still alive to help with their biopics. Because more often than not, when people are gone, one, it, it's sad that would, you know we couldn't have given them their flowers while they were still here. Right. Um, but another thing is people don't have a say in how their story is told. They don't have a say in how authentic it is, how they're feeling about it, and things of that nature. Because all of New Edition was, was there. Yeah. Like They were like, nope, that's not right. That's not right. We have to get this right. 
whatever the case may be. And I feel like that's what adds to biopics and, and just true stories in general. Yeah, and honestly, and that can help with the Goonies, just mm-hmm. like we talked about um, Zuko being on set for Avatar. Yep. So yeah, it does help when you have that old cast, that veteran, to come in and, you know, just help out. Bring something to life. Something we could have forgotten. Cause yeah. A lot of people didn't even know about New Edition like that. Like, they were popular, but not, like, personally. Yeah, especially not our generation. Because, no. I mean, of course, our parents' generation, they was in the clubs, they was getting down. Right. You feel me? But <laughs> our generation, I mean, really, the only thing New Edition that's still popular for us, I feel like, is just Can You Stand the Rain? Because yeah, I, I would say Poison. I feel like Poison's tough. I mean, that's BBD, though. Yeah, close enough. Yeah, I mean, still members of New Edition. Yeah. But even then, I feel like when people talk about BBD and you talk to them about it, they're like, they were in another group? Like, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. That is true. So, yeah, it was just a, a good thing to see, you know, them being so authentic, showing love to them. And like you said, this can be the same thing for the Goonies. If they have some of the people that worked on the movie yep. or even cast members that worked on the movie kind of come back and... And kind of just shine a light on what they think might work or, or what they think won't work. And just honoring the legacy of that movie. I'm all for it, bro. Hell <laughs> I'm yeah. all for it. Hell like, yeah. I feel I'm like it'll be dope. I'm about to so. watch that shit. So, oh, wait, you staying tonight. Never mind. <laughs> I'll watch it on my day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm excited for it. I haven't given it a release date yet. But, you know, we'll, we'll keep y'all up to date for sure. But going back... So another property, of course, WB's CEO says they would love to continue making Harry Potter content. And uh, again, how how you feel about it? you're the Harry Potter I mean, extraordinaire yeah. over here. At the end so. of the day, no matter what, it's gonna make you money. So they're gonna make as much as they possibly can because the Wizarding World isn't really going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And Fantastic Beasts obviously just dropped their trailer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, no matter what, they're gonna keep making it and making it and making it because. Harry Potter is generational, so it's going to last for as long as it wants. As long as they want it to last. Like, no one... I mean, there are people that don't like Harry Potter, don't like, you know, wizarding stuff like that, but even then, the fandom is just too big, so it's like, why even stop? Keep pushing. Might as well. You see me, I'd be geeked out no matter what. Facts. And we ain't had a movie with Daniel and them and <laughs> Lord knows how long, so, yeah. Look, we even excited about the reunion. I'm counting down. Right. I'm ready. It's coming up too. Eloquent. But, because I didn't read the books, so I don't know about like all the lore and stuff, and if they've added onto it. Do they have things that are already established that they can work off of, or will this just be new things? I would assume that... new things. I don't know, because right now, I think it would be a little hard just because JK's not, you know, biggest fan of people right now, so... <sighs> Things are probably a little shaky. Yeah. And then the last book, Cursed Child, not a lot of people liked it. I, I liked it, but not a lot of people actually liked it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just a matter of what exactly they're going to do, who they're going to talk to, if JK's going to be around. I don't know. It's up to them. But at Fantastic Beasts right now is on shaky just because of Johnny Depp stuff. Yeah. So there's a lot of backlash going on in the Wizarding World. So I guess we'll just have to wait <laughs> and find out. Hopefully they don't ruin it. Bruh. <laughs> it's like you just described a whole hurricane in a it's fandom. So bad. It's so Jake bad. Jake right not liked. Johnny Depp's situation with Fantastic Beasts. People didn't like the last book. I'm like, God damn. They didn't like the last book. They didn't like Fantastic Beasts too. Uh, like it's, it's just bad right now. There's a lot of toxic stuff going on. Yeah. Obviously, when the tournament was announced, um, a lot of people were watching that. So, yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Hopefully they can bring it all together and but jk i think she'll never like really yeah. no yeah, she, she she's not coming back yeah, from no, this fam no. like i mean more more power to her hopefully she you know can get things right <laughs> and you know keep continuing to make great content because i mean like we talked about the books are beloved man and, right. and she is the creator of the books of course there are problematic <laughs> things that she says and does and ho- hopefully she can work that out fam <laughs> like lord i hope so man so again we'll see what happens you know this is one of those fandoms and and one of those properties i don't see an end to like how we look at the mcu sometimes i just sit back and think like how will they ever end this you know what i'm saying like i don't see an end to it at all and harry potter is one of those things too they can keep going they can still make great content um and like you said they have the tournament of houses right now they have the reunion coming up in january I mean, they're going full speed ahead. They have the next Fantastic Beast. 
So more power to him. Hopefully everything works out. The toxicity goes down a bit. And, you know, we'll see what happens. Man, I hope so. <laughs> but staying with WB, Blue Beetle was originally supposed to be an HBO Max exclusive movie. Now they're releasing it in theaters. It has a release date, August 18th, 2022. How you feeling about it? That's dope. That's dope. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I feel like it was always a little bit half and half with HBO Max, you know, obviously having, you know, the right to drop their movie right here. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think this is cool because, you know, this is Latina. This is this is pretty big for their community. And I love Blue Beetle. I, I think he's so dope. Like, so dope. <laughs> he is so, so clean. dope. <laughs> Young Justice, bro. Like, <laughs> and then it's Dude from Cobra Kai. And obviously he's already got a lot of fans on backing him. So, yeah, I'm with it. Yeah, like you Showcase said. that, baby. I, I think this shit is going to be Bruh, so dope. If they do this shit right, oh, my God. <laughs> This could be so fucking clean. <laughs> and again, representation matters, bruh. Yep. Like, these are heroes that people have been waiting to see on the big screen, live action, whatever the case may be for a long time, bruh. And like you said, Blue Beetle is such a beloved hero. Especially, like, the first time I saw Blue Beetle, I'm not even going to cap, was on Young Justice yep. when we was growing up. Like, and I thought his character was very dope. I thought they gave him a lot of character development. Especially during the second season yep. when all the other Beatles were coming to invade. Same. Like, I thought it was amazing. And they have so much to go off of. And again, kind of how we talked about last episode, I'm glad that DC at least is coming to terms with the fact that their universe doesn't need to be bogged down in the connectivity of it all. Like, it doesn't have to be another MCU. Thank God. Like, do your own thing. Make different movies for different characters that you think are dope, that you think people want to see. Because I'm just waiting for that static movie, to be honest. Like, it, again, it doesn't even have to be DCEU. Just give the people what they want. And obviously, the people want Blue Beetle. And I think, oh boy, from Cobra Kai, sorry, I, I don't remember his name. I, I apologize. Name. But he's dope in Cobra Kai, too. He's so, he's likable. He can act. He can do the action, so I, I think it'll be dope. He can act? Cobra Kai? Bruh, what does he have to do in Cobra Kai? <laughs> like, I mean, it's acting. He just playing himself. Right. So does Will Smith in a lot of his shit, but we don't have to get into it. <laughs> nah, I mean, I'm just saying. You want to talk about niggas playing themselves? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying, fam. Mm-hmm. 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 Don't shut down now, bruh. <laughs> I almost teared up in here. <laughs> the anger. The anger that just went through my entire body, bro. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, I'm excited about Blue Beetle, nigga. I'm excited. You didn't have to add the nigga to that. No, it felt, I did. It felt yeah, a little hostile. Yeah, good. Feel it in your core. <laughs> Whatever, man. Whatever. It's all good. But again, this is super dope. Representation matters. Um, and, and this hero is going to be a real cool one to see live action. Um, and, and sticking with heroes and properties, the MCU, Multiverse of Madness just wrapped reshoots and shooting. You know, that's coming out early next year. We're excited for it. For everyone that's seen No Way Home, you haven't seen it. I don't know what you're doing with your life. Um, but the second post credit was a full trailer, pretty much, for Multiverse of Madness. How you feel? I'm excited about it. Like we said last episode, like there's so much that can happen in this movie. There's so many characters they can introduce. Like this is big. I know everyone's excited about No Way Home, but this and then Ant Man. Oh man, it's about to be endless. It's Bruh. about to be insane. Like next year for Marvel's gonna go crazy. Thank goodness, it's gonna go crazy. I'm excited for it. I'm glad that they wrapped everything because again, in the midst of a pandemic. In the midst of injuries, things of that nature, you know, release dates are are a little shaky at this point. Oh, yeah. So it's nice to see that everything's been wrapped up. You know, they can go into post-production and kind of keep things moving and keep things on schedule. But again, it looks dope. I'm excited for it. Next year's looking like a big year for Marvel. So we'll, we'll see what happens once they, again, release that full trailer on YouTube, whatever the case may be. But it's looking dope. It's looking very dope. Yes. But... Again, a lot of things happened this week from No Way Home dropping to the episode of Hawkeye. So, boom, we're going to get into it. New episode of Hawkeye. How you feeling, fam? I thought it was good. They've been, they've been kicking. They've been, they've been right these last yeah. couple episodes. <laughs> I know we only got one more now, but yeah, Florence was solid. She was a little funny. Yeah. I wasn't expecting her to be funny because I didn't watch Black Widow. 
just because I didn't feel the need <laughs> this to. This guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> Actually, you know what? No, I'm not sorry. <laughs> I really don't care. I had zero interest said, in watching you know that movie. what? <laughs> but I had the same energy as I I like to apologize to absolutely nobody. <laughs> For real. Like, I don't. Like, I'm not. I didn't I didn't feel the need to watch Black Widow. There was no knock against it. I just didn't feel like it was that important. For it me. was good, though. Whatever. It was good. I'm glad y'all enjoyed it. I don't care. <laughs> but yeah, she was funny. Uh, I thought her and Haley had great chemistry. Um, I'm going to need y'all to stop getting a little weird, though, and let my baby be free, because uh, <laughs> y'all are a little ridiculous. Just because people talk in a TV show don't mean you got to ship them immediately. It's kind of ridiculous. But yeah, it was a good episode. Hey, people got a lot of headcanons and, and all these theories Man, and please. shit, so they going to do what they going to do. But like you said, episodes have been fire, bro. Even this last episode, there wasn't that much action in it, but the character building is so on point, bro. Yeah. Like, like we talked about before, this almost feels like the first time we're actually getting to see Hawkeye for who he really is, for the struggles he's having to go through with, one, his hearing, with his family life, balancing his family life with his superhero life. Um, and, and just seeing him kind of go through trauma, essentially. I mean, a lot of phase four has been everyone going through trauma. Man. <laughs> I mean, it, it seems like a whole therapy session for, <laughs> for all the Marvel heroes. Literally. But I'm glad that we're, we're getting this side, man, because we don't see all the movies. They don't show what happens to the heroes when they go home. You know what I'm saying? Like, True. we got to see Wanda go home. We got to see, um, Sam Wilson go back to New Orleans and we're getting to see Hawkeye try to make his way back home from New York and, and kind of the struggles he has to go through. They're doing a good job with Kate Bishop. Haley's doing a good job with her character development, too, from going to almost a naive, um, younger... Because she's not a child, right? I don't want to call her a child. She's 22. Yeah, she's a young woman, and she's a bit naive to the whole superhero life, and she thinks everything's almost roses right. until she meets Hawkeye, and it's like, oh, shit, I'm about to die. <laughs> like, yeah. like, this is not a game. This is not a, like a judo tournament where niggas can just stop. Right. And, you know what I'm saying? So her development from that naive young woman to her becoming a, a fledgling superhero, or almost by the end, who knows, a full-fledged superhero... You know, it, it's dope to see, and I know you didn't. You just say you didn't see Black Widow, but Florence, Florence's Yelena. I mean, she kills it as her, really. And even the beginning of the, this episode when she came back from the blip, yeah, I like seeing those type of scenes. I do too. So even in Wandavision with Monica, Monica Red, yeah, bruh, that's just intense, bro. Hella, you, you, it's really just like, oh shit, you're in a land right back where you left off five years ago. That's fucking tough because you bruh. don't know what the hell is going on. Right, I was in the bathroom for two seconds. Nah, <laughs> I mean, you was gone. You was gone. I didn't have kids. <laughs> you know, sister dead. Like, bruh. <laughs> and it's like, how do you tell me that? Cause she was literally just like, I need to tell Natasha I'm okay. Girl, <laughs> Natasha ain't okay, bro. You better say a prayer. <laughs> and that's the thing, because she was really intense with Haley at that table. It was really just like, why do you look at Clint like that? And yeah. It's like, but at the same time, like we said, we don't. She don't know what actually went down mm-hmm. or what happened, because Clint was trying to throw himself off, but Natasha was like, Nah, I really ain't got shit to lose. So let me just go ahead and do it. But so. even then, that brings up a good point because I felt like that conversation, while, yeah, how you said she doesn't know exactly how it went down, you know, yeah. she doesn't know exactly what happened. But it also brought up good questions on just how we view heroes in general. True. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, the whole Avengers fallout, we've seen it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. people are like, oh, or even people make jokes about it online and stuff. Like, if, if I walked outside and saw the Avengers throwing my fucking car, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, do they get a pass for everything that they do just because they call themselves a hero, you know? Yeah. And I mean, and I think that was good dialogue, and, and it made people think, you know what I'm saying? And it, and it made Haley's character, Kate Bishop, think. So I I, I loved this episode. It was a great character-building episode. The action they did have was dope. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm excited to see the season finale, bro. I, I can't believe it's about to be over, man. Bro, hell, this was, I feel like this show was the quickest one. Like, Bruh. it felt like it just went by no so fast. No episode has felt 45 minutes. Right. Like, I feel like we just, I blink and that shit. It's kind of like how when Wanda first dropped. You would just be hella into it and then boom, over. Motherfucker, <laughs> you don't give me my shit. Yeah, bruh, I dropped bruh. two episodes at least. Like, goddamn, <laughs> why I gotta wait a week? <laughs> but yeah. now I see why. Because there's only six goddamn episodes. <laughs> Only six episodes of my baby. But yeah, I I think it was dope, man. And the reveal, you know what I'm saying? Not actually fuck it. No, it's been out a week. If niggas ain't seen it, I'm I'ma say it. 
Kingpin got revealed. It was super dope. I liked how I liked how they did it at the end of the episode. You know, keeps you locked in for the season yeah. finale. So I again, I'm very excited to see how this season ends, man. This is the last thing that we're gonna get from Marvel going into the new year. <laughs> I know. So and they pushed back Doctor Strange. So I know. Be waiting, I know. Bro. I know. But again, super dope. They got the same actor from the Daredevil series. Because like we said, yep. everybody's writing for them. If they would have recasted them, the streets would have rioted. <laughs> so, there, was, there was no way they are going to recast Kingpin. Because that guy's been around since fucking 70s. Yeah, so, bro. Like, he's a, he's yeah, a real veteran. He's actor. a real vet. Like, so, <laughs> nigga was in Adventures of Babysitting. <laughs> like in like 1980. Like, <laughs> that nigga's filmography is hell a lot. That nigga was sitting around <laughs> waiting for that call. I know he bro. was. Like, bro, there's no way they're not bringing us back. Yeah. They're just bringing back pretty much only Daredevil. Yeah. No one else is getting any love. <laughs> yeah. And and again, the reveal was dope. I like how they're not going exactly how the comics went. Because the comics, like we were talking about earlier yeah, this yeah, week, yeah. they're a bit different. But their adaptation of it, again, it just shows their love for the source material. They know what they're talking about. They know what happens. And they know how to adapt it. Because I feel like that's also a difference between Marvel and WB. Because I feel like WB just does not care. No, of course they don't care. <laughs> like, they don't care about there, their property. There is no way they were going to go the route of the superhero route until MCU got as big as it did. Yeah. And you could tell because of how much they kept trying to push out and combine and, and make it feel like it was the MCU. And mm-hmm. that's why that shit didn't work. It just kept failing and failing and failing. It just feels like they have nobody that's even read comics in their boardroom. Like, it just feels like yeah. they don't know the source material, so they don't know what it's supposed to look like or what the fans want. And it's like, they just don't care. So, it's crazy because there's so much they could do. Like, they really have a lot of different characters that they could build and create and make something, like, you know, beautiful. Like, MCU. They're, they're animated shit. Man. Fire, top nigga. tier. I mean, the last thing, they came out with Injustice. That shit was weak. Um, But everything else, like, their animated stuff is so good. Yeah. It's like, too. come on, man. Like, I don't know how you can make beautiful animation, like TV shows and movies, but you can't do that with real life people. That don't make no sense to me. I don't know. Again, it just feels like they don't care. Like, yeah. they see what the fans want. They're like, whatever. But again, they're doing better. They're they're giving a, a lot of good news and, and a lot of things to look forward to. So we'll see what happens in the new year with them. But still sticking with Marvel, of course, No Way Home dropped. Saw that shit. It was fucking amazing. I don't care. It was hella dope. It was hella dope. My theater was low-key weak, though. The only people uh, going off were behind me, and everybody else was hella silent. It's like, bro, do you not see what's happening on the screen? It don't hit the same, bro. Maybe we're just too old now. Yeah. Because I remember Thursday nights used to be lit. I could Hopping. see National Friday. Like, Hopping, bro. <laughs> it was so dry, bro. Like, I don't know <laughs> what was going on, but... uh. Full disclosure, man, we're going to be talking about spoilers in here. So if you haven't seen it, I don't know what you're doing with your life again. So please go see it as soon as possible. But spoiler talk in three, two, one. First cameo was Daredevil. That shit was so dope, dude. It was so better, bro, for real. <laughs> bro, even the way the camera came in and panned, bro, like when it just showed his walking stick first, bro, and then he caught the brick and he's like, how'd you do that? I'm a good lawyer. Man, he was so smooth. So smooth. That was dope. But yeah, overall, that movie was was legit. I I think, like we said, bro, I feel like if we didn't get all the leaks and stuff like that, it probably would have been more Mm top-notch because, man, that shit was just, it was just beautiful to watch, man. Bro, it was. It, like, from the story to the canvas to the fan service, they did it right, bro. Yeah. Like, they didn't sacrifice the storytelling for the fan service. Because nope. you know how people do that and movies do that where the storytelling just falls off a fucking cliff because they're just trying to please the fans. Yeah. And it's like they kept both. The story was amazing. The fan service was super dope. And, and like you said, it could have been better if things were just kept under wraps. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if there weren't so many leaks and things like that. Because some of the leaks, like pictures, like they were like shot for shot in the yeah. movie. And I was like, what? Like, like how did this get out? Like how do you allow someone to even see from their building enough to take that picture? Bruh. It's crazy. I feel like Marvel is more, you know, under wraps. But this time they just fumbled the bag. I mean, like, it's really Sony. Tough. 
Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, because I mean... That's true. Because Endgame, nigga, we didn't nothing. shit. We didn't get shit. We didn't get nothing for Endgame. You feel me? And like, if it was like that for Spider-Man, like imagine if we didn't know all the villains were in it and you were in the theater and you saw Doc Ock's tentacle come out. I'm screaming. Bruh. I'm probably crying. Imagine, like, because um, that's what, because the first trailer got leaked and that's why they had to release it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like we talked about before, they released the trailer so late. Nigga, we didn't need trailers. Yeah. I. I could have gone without the trailers and just went to the movies and just been surprised. But even from the leaks to Andrew and even Charlie Cox denying that they have any involvement in the movie, it's like, bruh, we know, like, we already know. You know what I'm saying? Clear as day. But the way they did it, of course, we didn't know when they were coming in the movie. We didn't know the storyline and things like that. So yeah. at least that was kept under wraps. But... With them coming through the portals, and then we see Tom, Andrew, and Toby swinging together. Like, ah, that was beautiful, bruh. That was cinema. <laughs> bruh, cinema. Cinema. That like, shit was dope. you can, all the old heads, y'all can hold this L, bruh, because that shit was cinema. That shit was Story t- Again, storytelling was on point, fan service was on point. Um, the heartfelt moments hit. It has everything you want action, comedy, heartfelt moments. Because like I told you, bro, like when we got out the theater, when he hit set, had to say bye to Ned, bro, I really thought about you and was like... I know. Bro, I didn't even think Imagine like if he didn't know who I was, like, ever. Bro. Like, that shit was hidden that hard. Shit, yeah. and I, I didn't even feel like that either until you said it when I was leaving. <laughs> I was like, damn, well, when you put it that way, nigga, that is actually sad. Bro. you know me. I'm not really, you know, I'm a little heartless nigga sometimes. So I ain't really feel it like that. <laughs> But I'm glad you put it in perspective. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Like again, the heart was there, the comedy was there, the action was there. Like there, I don't think there's anything I could ask for that wasn't in the movie. You feel me? Yeah, I mean, there wasn't really nothing they could. There's nothing really they could else they could have gave us. Like that's exactly what we needed. That's mm-hmm. a good send off. That's a good mm-hmm. start for Tom in his next three films. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's solid. I I think. If you're anyone who hasn't seen it or have seen it, there's no way you'll have anything bad to say about this movie. Because it was a work of art. And Tom was in his acting bag. Yep. He was acting his ass off in this movie, bruh. Like, yeah, that's the best acting I've ever seen from Tom, to be honest. And I haven't seen a lot of his other movies, because I know you talked about that Hurricane movie on netflix the tsunami movie yeah yeah impossible i think it's called yeah because you said he was acting his ass off on that too that's based on a true story too like that shit was really intense like that tsunami scene oh my god i was (laughs) i was fucking terrified i really thought the niggas was gonna die like it's like how are you alive but yeah tom definitely showed his his acting chops at a young age and i'm honestly I feel like more dramatic for him would be better, mm-hmm. and which he showed in No Way Home. So yeah, yeah, he's he, he's a decent actor. He can be, yeah. especially when it's involving crying. Oh my gosh, bro, for real. Because when they all huddled up like that, it was, oh my god, bro. <laughs> oh my like, Jesus god. Christ, did our aunt like you know <laughs> like bro? I felt family like right. I felt like I was, I was related. Like, <laughs> Like, bro, it was pretty intense. But if we got to talk about Tom's acting, we got to talk about Willem Dafoe. Bruh, he don't get enough love for me, to be honest. he He's just amazing, like, just to put it plain and simple. He's just super dope. Because, I mean, he went from, uh, like, sweet old man one second yep. to the scariest nigga in the whole fucking universe the next second. Bruh. Like, people talk about Heath Leather's... Heath, ledger's joker of course because that performance was amazing right but i don't think willem dafoe's green goblin gets enough love either no it doesn't but that's because it came out so long ago no one really thinks about it true and no one really you know thinks about william like that he's always been a low-key actor so it's kind of hard to give him his flowers when most people haven't even seen like some of the shit he's been in yeah like no one's seen speed (laughs) 2 like Nobody. I feel like I'm the only one on this planet that actually <laughs> watches that fucking movie. But he's honestly just like Green Goblin. Now. He's fucking psycho. He's crazy. He smiles a lot. You know that little eye thing. Oh my god, like, bro. You can just feel it. Like, yeah. That's his type of person. That's his type of character. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like no one knows that movie. <laughs> but I like it more than the first one. Because yeah. <laughs> he, man, he was going crazy in that. And like we was talking about, bro, like when they started fighting, he was whooping Tom's 
ass in that building, bruh. Oh no. my gosh. I said. He was giving him work. Bruh, I'm telling you. Niggas that don't like Tom Holland's character are fucking crazy. Because he be getting his ass kicked <laughs> by grown men. These ain't kids. These is grown men. Like when we read, we're watching Toby and Andrew on them. Mm-hmm. It was grown man on grown man. Yeah. But Tom really looks 12. And he's really getting his ass whooped. Like bad. Like <laughs> Vulture was fucking him up. Like, but <laughs> the drones and Mysterials whooping his ass too. Let's not act like he didn't get hit by a train. Like <laughs> cause he did, bro. He takes his licks. He's been through his fair share of trials. And like you said, for people that don't like him and think he's never been through anything, bruh, his trials are like real. These like, are real battles. Bruh. And like like we was talking about before too, and in terms of his fighting style, I like that they let him get his ass whooped. Because, again, bro, like, he's new to this. Yeah. Like, he hasn't had his powers for that long. He's had his powers for maybe, like, a year and a half, two years tops. Yep. And then he got blipped for five years. Yep. So he doesn't have that those five years of experience. Yeah, sure. And then this movie picked up right after Far From Home, and he just learned how to use his spider sense. Yep. So it's like, I like that they kept that that kind of feeling in there that he's new to this because it would have been weird if we went from Far From Home to this movie and he's all of a sudden a master martial artist. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because even his fighting style, like, he swings hella wild. You know what I'm saying? Like, he doesn't even know how to use his own strength like that, to be honest. And I would have never noticed any of that until you said that. Bruh, he fights like Avatar Aang. Like, he's an airbender, bruh. Like, he... His fighting style is to evade. It's not to throw, like, stand there and throw hands with you. Yeah, which is funny because I always talk about how, oh, yeah, they told us he's going to be building, slow, developing. But yet, for some reason, I always forget. But you reminded me, like, yeah, he doesn't really have, he doesn't really know how to do all this yet, Mm -hmm. which is dope. And that's why I said with him, you know, God, I hate spoiling the movies. But him losing, you know, his memory, now he could really, with them not knowing who Peter is, now he can really develop, like, not worry about people getting hurt, not worry mm-hmm. about his family and stuff like that. He could really become Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And with the next three films, hopefully they do this correctly, he could really be hella fucking cool. Right. He could yeah. be really dope. Even though he won't grow or age, because he's going to yeah. look, you know, 12. But yeah, I'm excited. And I think that's the difference, too, between tom's spider-man and toby's and andrew's because we saw toby and andrew kind of go through their journey to get to where they were by the time the villain showed up because both of those movies had montages where they were like spider-man for hella long already right like toby had a whole montage and then the green goblin showed up like he was already seasoned like he already knew how to do this shit yeah you know what I'm saying? So I think that's also the difference that we're actually growing up with Tom in his Spider-Man role. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and again, I like that they're doing it this way. Because like you said, now that people don't know who he is anymore, you know what I'm saying? He has room. He has that room to grow. Yeah. You know, of course, he's still going to care about it. He's still going to see him and stuff. You yeah. know, he knows who everybody is. So he's still going to have those feelings. But moving forward, I mean, the the possibilities are endless, bro. And even with the post credit scene, with the symbiote being left in the universe, so he's going to get the symbiote suit soon. And, you know, it, like I said, the possibilities are endless. But, again, if you haven't seen this movie, please go see it. It is easily top five MCU for me. I'll probably watch it again and, and come back with a, def, a definitive ranking. But, to me, it's top five. What you think? After we talked about it, yeah. Because I had to think about all the, like, solo films and trilogies and stuff like that. Yeah, it's definitely top five. Yeah. So, again, if you haven't seen it, get your life together. Get serious. Go see it. Yeah. <laughs> Call yourself a blurred. Right. You call yourself a blurred. You haven't seen it yet. It's been a week. Get serious. But, anyways. I was about to say, it's been a week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, bro. I'm leaving a swing on you. Anyways, let's get it. There's more stuff to come. More stuff to be excited about. So, and even things that aren't really exciting at all, like the Bel Air, Bel Air, even talk the Bel Air series oh, yeah. getting a release date. 
It's releasing February 13th. We talked about this already. I don't know how to feel about this. It, it's going to be weird and weak and they're just going to make it super dramatic. So stupid. But again, it, it's black people and they're they're putting out a product. And hopefully that product is good. I mean, I'm going to tune in at least for the first episode to see what it's working with. But I, I know you, you the Will Smith officiato over here. This ain't it. <laughs> this is not it. But hey, who am I, right? <laughs> who am I? Who am I? Who am I? I'm not a professional critic. Obviously, I can't speak on it. But yeah, this is stupid. This is dumb. And I really don't understand why it's being made. You know why it's being made. No, I don't. For money. No. It's not even money. It's going on Peacock. And? Ain't no money on no goddamn Peacock. Bro, they're trying to get people to get no, Peacock. Please. Bro, you know don't get Peacock yes, to watch this yes, shit. Yes, they are. Bro. I wish somebody <laughs> You <would. laughs> I'm swinging on all fronts there. I'm booking tickets bro, to town. You are so aggressive today. <laughs> That's stupid, bro. It's stupid. It's so stupid, bro. You know Fresh Prince, bro. Fresh Prince is like a legacy at this point. Like, everyone loves it. Why? For what? We don't need this. We don't even know this guy. It's dumb. It's stupid. It's stupid. I'm irritated. Talk your shit, fam. This is dumb. This is I was dumb. just going to let you go off no. for the rest of the I episode. love Will. I love Will. Down for Will. Will's my guy. But this ain't it. This is just not needed. It's unnecessary. I was, honestly, I was annoyed when that little dramedy trailer dropped and people kept sending it to me. I'm like, this shit is dumb. Like, I don't care. And then they make it a whole ass TV show. <laughs> what? Nigga? You don't take your bored ass home and do something. Fucking Will. Whatever. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's safe to say that McFly is not excited about this at all. But yeah, got a release date February 13th. We'll see what's up. Uh, Dragon Ball Super, they're coming out with a new movie called Dragon Ball Super Superheroes. I'm excited for it. I think it'll be dope. It's cool to just go back to the world and see what's happening. Uh, they released a teaser, and Gohan is actually back to actually being dope. Um, for everyone that watches Dragon Ball Z, you know what happened to Gohan. But yeah, he's back to being dope. So again, I'm excited for it. We're going to see what's happening. They haven't given it a release date yet, but. Yeah, it's dope to go back to that world. Dope to see people actually be who they were supposed to be, <clears throat> Gohan. But, you know, we'll see what ha what's happening. DreamWorks is also coming out with a new movie called The Bad Guys. They released a trailer for it this past week. It's an animated movie <laughs> as McFly shakes his head. Um, he actually watched the trailer. I, I got him to watch the trailer, and we basically came to the same conclusion. Except it was like two different movies. Which movies did you say it was like? I think I picked Ocean Eleven and Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, he said Ocean Eleven is Wreck It Ralph, and I said Reservoir Dogs and um, Zootopia. Because essentially, there's a bunch of animals that are predators, right? There's a wolf, there's a piranha, there's a tarantula, Snake. and clearly they they they're just supposed to be bad people, right? They rob banks, they take from people. They're they're hustlers. And all of a sudden, the wolf is just like, what if we don't need to be bad? What if we can be good? And ultimately, an adventure ensues, and they want to become good guys. Um, usually, DreamWorks animation is, has been pretty good lately. Uh, this one, like we said, bro, Hollywood is just running out of ideas at this point. I don't know what's going on, what's in the water, or why people can't come up with original ideas but i'm telling you bro i feel like i feel like it's just the generation right now because i feel like not a lot of the gen z kids know about all the old shows and all that yeah so it's easier just to reboot something and keep it going because now not only are you getting gen z mm -hmm. you're getting millennials you're getting whatever the old people are called <laughs> but whatever they're called you get them too so it becomes more of a viewer it's more viewership because you're not getting just one side but either either way this is stupid <laughs> there's just a bunch of stupid shit coming out <laughs> right bro when i was looking at everything that's coming i was like that's a remake that's a remake that's essentially these two movies just put together copying and pasting bro. but again it's good that we can speak about this just because I feel like they think that they're pulling the wool over people's eyes and that they can just get away with it without people actually looking at it for what it is. Especially with, like we're talking about reboots, remakes, and, and now this, where essentially you're just taking ideas from movies that have already been made and are likely to have done it better 
and putting it into a movie. And like you said, a lot of the younger generation, they probably haven't even seen Reservoir Dogs or even Ocean's Eleven. So it's like, they're just like, oh, this is a movie just about people, like uh, uh, another heist movie, essentially. And they haven't seen those movies. But they've seen Zootopia and Wreck-It Ralph. And it's literally just like that. Like, I don't have to be a bad guy anymore. Oh, my God. Who said that, bro? Bro, or like Zootopia... Zootopia is, is super solid. Though. I, love I love Zootopia. Zootopia. I, I like Wreck-It Ralph too, but Zootopia is super solid. Um, but again, it's just something where it's like people keep telling me I'm I'm this thing and I don't have to be that thing. Or they're making um, observations about me that aren't correct. They're prejudiced, whatever the case may be. But this movie has been done a few times before. And... We're just crying out to Hollywood right now. If you haven't, you've gotten this far in the episode, you know at this point, we just want original ideas that we can be happy about and look forward to. I just feel like original ideas don't make the money anymore. That's yeah. the problem. So it's not that there isn't writers or new scripts out there. Mm-hmm. You know, good shit. It's just, it's not making money. And studios aren't willing to take risks. Nope. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're willing to take the risks for already established directors. Like, yep. um, who were we talking about that last episode when... They were just hating on Marvel movies again. Ridley oh, Scott. Ridley, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they'll take chances with them. Like, here's the money. Like, go ahead and, and do what you want to do. But it's like, they one, they don't promote their movies well. And two, they're just movies that aren't interesting. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, again, we want original ideas, but please be creative and, and please just make them interesting and make and draw us in. You know what I'm saying? Because, like you said, there's money in, in franchises and fandoms and things like that because we've already been drawn in. Yep. They don't have to hook us anymore because we've already been hooked. Right. Like, and I feel like older directors and, and people that get the money from the studios that the studios are willing to take a chance on, they feel like that their name holds so much weight they don't have to hook us in anymore. So they get lazy with promotion. I don't know. I feel like... I don't know, because I watched this, like, weird-ass show on Netflix. Not weird show. I watched a show on Netflix that just does, like, behind-the-scenes on movies. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it really just depends on the budget. Like, if you don't have a big enough budget, then you can't really pay for promotion. Mm-hmm. And like you said, like, if you're a season director, obviously they're going to give you the money, they're going to greenlight you, but still, your money's still limited. So I think it just depends on how much they greenlight and how much they give you. So they can't really pay for the promotion. But like you said, they're lazy. They think their name's going to pull the weight. But it's not, really. Especially if the movie sucks. And it's different now. Because I was reading an article probably like a month ago where they looked at movies and how they were promoted like maybe in like the early 2000s, like mid-90s, where the actor was the draw. Like it wasn't the movie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Will yeah. Smith, like during the summers. It was like, Will Smith is in a movie, I'm going to see it because Will Smith's in it. And it's not like that anymore. No. Because one, almost everything's a franchise. And two, there are so many actors out there that can pull the same weight as you. Like, it doesn't doesn't really matter anymore who's in it if it's already an established property. So I feel like, to your point, again, directors, one, they may not be getting the same amount of money. But two... They just need to find another way to promote. I feel like they're just living in the past. You know what I'm saying? Because really, Scott always has the big name actors, quote unquote. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? He had Matt Damon and Adam Driver in the movies. And I feel like he just feels like that's good. Like his name is on it. Their names are on it. So he feels like it's going to it's gonna just draw people in automatically. I mean, it still does, but not enough. Yeah. It still draws the name. But it's like you said, it's just different. Like... Most of these kids don't know about Matt Damon. They don't know about Born Identity. Mm-hmm. They don't know about We Bought a Zoo. And Adam Driver, <laughs> we bought a zoo. I don't yeah. even care about Adam Driver. So they're basing Adam Driver off of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But little do they know, no one liked them shits. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, the girls might go see Adam Driver. But they're not looking to see Adam Driver, the actor. They're looking to see oiled up Adam <laughs> Driver. So it just doesn't carry the same. And it's and to me, like, at this point in time, it's like, if you want change, then you have to be the change. Because yep. if you're not, then, sorry, your movie's going to bomb. Especially right now. Like, I'd rather be at home and watching it on TV than to go see your movie. Facts. And that's, that's why I can't really get behind and respect the bashing 
that they do to other movies. Yeah. Because it's one thing to bash, uh, like, another movie, another property, um, a system that you see that's in place that you don't like. But are you doing the work to change the system? To your point, like, you can't just go on a fucking whole media tour that's supposed to be promoting your movie and bash other movies. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, your priorities are off, my nigga. Like, get it together. Like, bashing another movie that, one, everybody already loves. You're not changing people's minds. Yep. Like, you're not going on a tour saying, that's not cinema. That Those are boring. They're not even well-written. And you think you're going to change the majority of these people's minds? Yeah. Spider-Man just did 50 mil on a Thursday, nigga. And I just... <laughs> like, on a fucking Thursday, in the middle of a pandemic. Right. And I just feel like it's mostly him and Christopher Nolan. And it's like, dude, I'm sorry that you think your name's going to carry the weight for me to come see this movie. But, bro, you keep making the same fucking movie. Bruh. I'm not going to keep paying for the same movie. <laughs> that's that's a reboot, pretty much. That's a copy and paste. I'm already over it. And, like, I get you want us to see House of Gucci. Fuck House of Gucci. <laughs> I don't even wear Gucci. Why would I want to go see a movie about it? Oh my god. For what? Oh I'm god. broke, nigga. Nigga <laughs> <laughs> put out the lottery ticket reference. I can't eat. Like, come on, bruh. No one's gonna relate to that. Like, the reason I watch movies is to find something to connect, to mm-hmm. relate to. I don't relate to House of Gucci. I don't relate to Lady Gaga, Adam Driver. I don't identify with them niggas. And these are, like, how do I say this? These are movies that aren't wide-reaching. You know what no. I'm saying? Like you said... Some people want to go to a movie theater to see something that they can relate to. And I think that's something that superhero movies, action movies that have come out lately do a good job of doing is that it's not just all about the action. Because, yeah. like, again, he's pointing out or he thinks that they're not well written. Cle- clearly, they are because we have something to relate to in them. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't have superpowers, but we can we can relate to the loss of a loved one. We can relate to juggling responsibilities. And to Spider-Man's point, Spider-Man is one of the most relatable superheroes that has ever been written. Nigga is broke. (laughs) He can't keep a girlfriend. Man. He has all these responsibilities that he's juggling. He's living a double life. A lot of people can attest to that, bruh. Like, very private people like me, like you, we don't tell people everything. No. Like, we have a lot of things that we deal with on a daily that not a lot of people know about. And a lot of people do, whether it be stress from your job, whether it be um, stress from your family. Whether, there's a lot of things that people deal with on the daily, and you have to feel like a superhero sometimes with dealing with it all. And to see a superhero going through that same struggle, right? especially ones that, like, all the Avengers are broke, nigga. Sam couldn't even get a fucking loan. All broke. Nothing. They you get feel no me? actual real love. And that's why when you said about Florence and her pointing out, it's like, does being here make a difference? And honestly, after seeing how broke these niggas are, it doesn't. <laughs> Just because you pay my tab when I'm at a restaurant, nigga, I'm still poor. Like, I'm still broke. And I don't know, bro. Just, it's more, it's more relatable when you see another nigga that's broke. Especially mm-hmm. when they've done all they could for this world and this country. Mm-hmm. And they still ain't got a pot to piss in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just different. And I feel like directors, like, like veteran directors should understand that because the reason they got in the film is to connect with people to paint a picture like damn like home alone it's like oh shit what if i lost my kid at the airport what if i left my kid at home right damn what if and then you made a valid point like damn bro when he was sad about ned it's like oh shit i thought of you i was like damn i didn't even think like that i was like i really don't give a fuck can we just get to the next (laughs) scene so like it's just about connecting and relating with people so if you drop a movie that's called House of Gucci and I ain't got no motherfucking Gucci, <laughs> why would I want to go watch it? That don't make no sense. Exactly. And they put all these movies into a single category, right? They just say they're superhero movies or they're just mindless action movies, right? But then when you take a step back and you look at what some of these movies has done for the culture, just for example, Black Panther did wonders for the culture, bruh. Like, these kids saw a superhero that looked just like them, that didn't start out as a slave, that what, the, he wasn't broke, you feel me? He he was, a, like, a model superhero that looked like them and spoke regally. He was regal. His family was regal. His sister was super smart. And they saw themselves in that movie. Shang-Chi for the Asian community, you feel me? Even Captain America and the Winter Soldier 
when Sam became Captain America, we ain't never seen shit like that for never. us, bruh. None. Even with these movies coming out, Blue Beetle for, for the Latinx community. Like, Zorro getting a series. You know what yep. I'm saying? Like, these aren't just action movies, and they try to put them in these boxes to try to make it simple and to try to convince people that they're simple. They are far from that, bruh. Like, some of us are tired of the true stories that end with just black people dying. Man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, even when we was talking about it, like, talking about the movies we watched this year, and um, we were talking about... Uh, one of the true stories that you watched this year, Judas and Messiah. Judas and the Black Messiah, and I was like, I did not watch that movie because I can't. Sometimes I can't watch stuff like that. Don't get me wrong, I'll support my people all day. Don't get me wrong, and, and I know that they did a, a very good job on that movie. But sometimes the real world is just too heavy for me already. I Bad. can't. I can't watch stuff like that all the time and be okay mentally and emotionally. So it's like. Some of us are tired of seeing stuff like that, the typical drama, uh, and they don't even have to be true stories, you know what I'm saying? Like, they put that kind of stuff in fictional stories, too, but some of us do want a little bit of escapism with a little bit of the realism, because, again, Black Panther, Killmonger was from Oakland, Oakland, like, I grew up in the Bay Area, I saw myself in him, too, And, and just being mad at the system, the systemic racism, at racism just blatantly being black in america and things like that and i think these directors just do not understand bro they just think everything's action they think everything's mindless and ultimately i don't think they watch the movies no they don't i figured that out when i was because uh, you know i watched the oscars like a weirdo but yeah they, i remember when they were talking about adam Scott. i remember the, the gemini movie that came out mm-hmm. uncut gems mm-hmm. and i remember reading the article about them and they were like yeah because, you know, each each person in the Oscars, they all have different, like, critics and whatever. They watch different movies, and they announce the name. Like, oh, this is Adam Sandler's movie, Uncut Jim. Mm-hmm. No one watched it. No one. Not a single person wanted to watch it because his name is Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. And, and it carries. It's like, oh, well, when you think Oscars, you don't think Adam Sandler. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we're not going to watch it. We don't want to watch it. And shit like that, it's just like, you should, if you're in that industry, you're that critic, you're that person... You should understand the difference and the range that it should go for mm-hmm. each person. Like, fuck, who cares if you're Adam Sandler? You need to watch this movie because this could change Adam Sandler's life. This mm-hmm. could put him in a different type of category of an actor. And I don't know, people, niggas is weird. Motherfuckers <laughs> is weird. And the people that are in the movie industry, to your point, don't like movies. Right. Like, the Academy, they don't like movies. Right. I fucking live for film. Like, I love watching movies. I didn't do that good this year, but that's because there's just hell shit going on. But overall, I'm a true film head, bro. Like, I love, I could sit here all goddamn day and watch movies. Mm -hmm. And I don't even get paid for it. You get paid to do this. (laughs) How do you not like your job? You should find something else to do there. Yeah, it's it's sick. But again, the the industry is just in shambles right now. Clearly. And hopefully we get back to a place where, one, there's less toxicity, two, there's more inclusion, and three, there's more diversity, because clearly it's very needed. Um, but yeah, those are some of the things that we're looking forward to, but we, <laughs> we definitely went off on a tangent, but I feel like this real shit needed to be said. My bad. No, 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 not your bad, bro. Like I said, we, we needed to talk about this shit on God. <laughs> Sometimes we got to have these deep episodes, and this, this is a good time, especially with the holidays coming up, so mm-hmm. I'm with it. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, but let's, let's yeah, get to goat talk. We, we definitely get into the goat talk, because <laughs> again, happy holidays, Merry Christmas. Um, for, for whatever holiday you celebrate around this time, even if you don't celebrate it, we, we're just hoping you have a good time. Um, and, and really just thinking about that and in the spirit of that, we're talking about the best black Christmas movies that we've seen, that we love, that we enjoy, and we created the top five. You feel me? We both got different top fives, so I'm gonna let you go first. What, bitch? You go first. Nigga, who are you talking to? Just go. Hey, you are such a hoe. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know why you do that. Go first. Because you're a hoe. Anyways. My list, number one, I got Preacher's Wife. I mean, Denzel, Whitney Houston, classic. I, I, I don't know any other movie that I would rather watch during Christmas than The Preacher's Wife. And it's very nostalgic for me. Me and my family always watch it together growing up. So I love The Preacher's Wife. Two, well, everything else after this, after Preacher's Wife, is really in no particular order. 
Jingle Jangle on Netflix. I love that musical. I did not expect it to be that good. Music slaps. The story's good. I, I just love it. Then I got This Christmas. Another just Christmas classic to me. I love that movie, especially just the storyline with music because I'm very musically inclined. Um, and just an all-star cast, really. Like, everybody in that movie, I just like to see. And I know you're looking at me because you don't like Chris Brown. I'm not really saying Chris Brown's a dope actor. Like, chill, nigga. <laughs> like, relax, bro. Like, they had real hitters in that movie, though. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what that's all I'm saying. I didn't say anything. Nah, you really give me a... <laughs> Anyways, you're a hoe. Um, then I got Best Man Holiday. This is a solid sequel that took like 20 years after the first movie was made for them to make and i really didn't expect it to be that good either because again it they made it so long after the first one i just felt like oh it's a throwaway like they just wanted to get them back together yeah but the heart was there the comedy was there uh i i really just enjoy that movie and then my last one on my list is last holiday with Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah's movies are so underrated, bro. I love Queen Latifah's movies. And I love that when she's in a movie, I feel like she's very cognizant of the fact that she's um, like a plus-size woman. And she's like, plus-size women can be beautiful. They can be attractive. They can be wanted. Because there's never a movie that she's in where, like, nobody wants her. You feel like she, like she has to change herself or something like that. Like, she's beautiful the way she is. And I feel like she, she can continue to be that and put out that image for people. So that's my list. I got Preacher's Wife, Jingle Jangle, This Christmas, Best Man Holiday, and Last Holiday. Yeah. I got Trading Places. I was a big Eddie Murphy fan when I was younger, so that's number one always. Um, I got Black Nativity, which is just, I don't know, I just love that movie for some weird reason. Jacob Lattimore's in it. it that has all-star cast, too, for being honest. Um, this Christmas, obviously, you know, I feel like that's just nostalgic for my family. Me and Nick used to drive home from school and just be seeing This Christmas and tenderness with Chris Brown. And then four, I have Preacher's Wife, just because I feel like if I didn't, I'd be shunned. <laughs> um, Solid pick, though. And then five, like I said, Last Holiday, Queen Latifah. Solid work. Love Queen Latifah. Solid. Solid. And of course, these movies will be watched this week. Always. But yeah, that, that's all we got for this episode. Again, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever you celebrate during this time. Again, even if you don't celebrate anything, be safe. Nothing but love. Anything you got to say, fam? Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all that fun stuff. Be safe, have fun with your fam. Um, don't be ungrateful for the gifts you get. Yes, sir. Um, sending nothing but love and blessings to y'all. And we'll check y'all in the next episode. Yes, sir. Class is dismissed. This was the Blurred Alliance University podcast. I'm J-Rock. Look for last minute. Yay! <laughs>